Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a sensual Star Trek podcast. Ooh. I don't know, you told me to say sensual. Do the whispering. I, I, I said, you're, you are listening to the sensuous sounds oh, the of sensuous A Star sounds. to Steer Her By. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the sensuous sounds of A Star to Steer Her By. What's the thing? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do the Asmar thing. That's not Asmar. That sounds horrible. Don't you find this relaxing? <laughs> here's, our, here's my Asmar video. <laughs> I hope we ruined your... <laughs> oh, Asmar! Poor Chris. Chris has to listen to this later while he edits it. <laughs> Let's get some... Uh... Chris, take a note. Does Maybe. anyone have a chalkboard I could scrape my hand down? Oh, God. That... That and like Dislike. squeaky styrofoam, both oh. of those things make me want to die. So let's not. Okay. So, where was I? Cheeky. Welcome. You're looking. You're. I'm, I'm feeling a little thirsty here, and you're looking like a like a beverage. Let me let me get <laughs> a straw. Oh no! Somebody answer that goddamn phone! No. <laughs> Dana's more like my grandpa than I thought. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> Yay! All right, moving swiftly on. We are here on a star to steer her by episode one thirty one. And tonight we're going to talk about Gambit, parts one and two, Ooh. and Phantasms. But first, my name is Caitlin. My name is Jake. This is Chris. And this is Ames. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Your, your name is Matthew McConaughey, apparently. What is it? What's it, what's Owen Wilson say? Wow. Does he say wow? I think so. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I love Owen Wilson secretly in my secret heart. I don't mind him. I love him. I just love his you know, face. Yeah, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a fucking admission here. Oh man. You know what movie I really like? Shanghai Nights. Meet the Parents. It's supposed to be good. I've never you seen it. You got a milk me fucker? I got nipples. It doesn't seem like a you kind of movie. I know, but I think that movie's hilarious. I I actually quite enjoy it. I do myself. love I do love Robert De Niro. He is pretty great. I think that movie's so phenomenal. I I mean it's it, it's I think that's a a, a great comedy. Weird. Yeah, I know. Getting, That's getting my guilty pleasure. Real talk I haven't from seen. Jake. I haven't seen it probably since it was in the theater, but I remember I saw it multiple times. I mean, it got two sequels, so at the very least, the first one probably. Yeah. Yeah, the Fockers and. I don't remember. Meet some more They're, parents. But either way, the first one at least was probably actually good. Mm. The sequels are probably trash. Most comedy sequels are bad. I think Meet the Fockers is supposed to be good. They had like pretty good. Actors playing. Wasn't it Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, it was like Dustin Hoffman and like Barbara Streisand or something. I don't think that's true, but it was. No, I think it might have been Streisand. Was it Streisand? Good for me. All right. Anyway, that's not what we're here for. Yeah, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about this episode of Star Trek that I think I barely understood, but Chris assures me that I understood it. We'll we'll see how right either of you is. Just give it a real Gambit. So, Gambit, we're going to double fist it. So, basically, if I have this right, there are some space pirates. They're going around to like archaeological Vulcan sites and they're stealing artifacts and they're looking for some specific artifacts. Picard is like, well, that shit ain't cool. So he goes down of his own recon- re- re- reconnaissance. 
Recognizance. Recognizance. Thank you. His his own reconnaissance. That too, though. His, his own renaissance. His own renaissance. Your and own he, Alex. <laughs> and uh, his own recognizance. Right. And Jesus Christ, he makes the fucking decision on his own without orders from Starfleet that he's gonna go and see what's up. And he is abducted by the space pirates, but they have this transporter thing that makes it sort of look like he is disintegrated and shit. So Riker and company are like, we haven't heard from the captain in a while. So he and Troy and Blazenbev go down to Chinatown and try to talk to some... I don't know. And they went to the most icely cantina. Yeah, they went to that cantina. I think Okono was there. Yeah, Worf shot first. Yep. (laughs) Both at once, or... You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. He's more machine now than... Oh, wait. (laughs) I have the high ground. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) These aren't aren't the aliens you're looking for. Anyway. Anyway, so uh, they're trying to chum up to some of the aliens in the... Most definitely not Icely Cantina. And uh, everybody's like, we can't talk about her or we'll die and shit. And it eventually comes out that like, they're like, oh yeah, we saw your bald pated friend, but he's like, you know, dead and shit. Whoops. And everybody's like, well, fuck. And it turns out he's not in fact dead. And he's actually been on board the SS. Did it have a name? Pirate. Just the mercenary. Pirate Mercenary. Stealing songs from Napster and uh, helping them identify artifacts. Because as we know, when he's not busy, you know, blowing his flute and otherwise being kind of boring, he really likes archaeology. So he convinces the pirates that he's actually himself like a little grave robber who, you know, likes to look at artifacts. And uh, they pick up Riker. I'm not really sure how. but During, during a raid. Oh, okay. And um, they keep him. And Picard almost immediately starts, he's like, all right, I'm going to treat you like you're my little bitch because... Um, That's always, what I've always wanted. What's his name? Baran? Yeah. Baran Baran. Baran Baran, who sang the reflex and hungry like the wharf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's great. Thank you. I'll be here all, well, for another hour or so. Uh, anyway, he's like, uh, Baran Baran. Actus Baran. Yeah, he doesn't like me, so if I beat up on you and you talk shit about me, he'll probably take a shine to you and that we can use that to our advantage. Riker's like sweet and almost immediately Picard backhands him like a little bitch and Riker looks at him like, Daddy! And Baran's like, ah, oh, yes, one dad. you're a little bitch. I like the cut of your jib. It turns out that the reason why they're looking for specific artifacts is because there's some like, one of the crew members is a Vulcan quotes who's looking for some vulcan technology and turns out uh well she's posing as a romulan oh, i thought she was posing as a vulcan no, she's was a posing, vulcan as a posing as a romulan it was always oh. unclear to me what the i thought she was, was. A once romulan caitlin's done with a summary i will give the accurate summary <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's posing as a romulan oh so then what but then and then she's pretending she's part of she's like, vulcan security but she's actually part of the separatists yeah the yeah. vulcan isolation she's oh, trying she's, she's a maniacal evil person well yeah i know she's evil because she wants to get this fucking crazy ass weapon she really wants to fuck spock again and they now, get that's the... the question is it actually savic or is this is it is it no c- it's cer- c- well, certainly not well because conceivably we know vulcans live for fucking ever all right wait we have 
haven't got there yet. We can debate that later. The point is, she gets this super space weapon and it kills you with, like, hate. But if you think only happy thoughts, you can fly and also (laughs) not be killed by this weapon. And it kills you with Odin. Yeah. And that's it. That's the end. So cool. what was Worf thinking of to not have his brain melt? Killing Alexander. Yeah, I, I know. I was going to say, killing There's, Alexander. There are no... Because no, it's not just happy thoughts, it's violent thoughts. Yeah. Worf doesn't have non-violent you No, know, I know. It's like... You know, even when he's thinking of love, it's, oh, love, I break your hand because I love you. Yeah. yeah, but no, yeah I mean, his, 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 is... his version of, of love is biting somebody. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this was a very, very, very convoluted episode. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really enjoyed the episode. You would. I hated the fact that you can beat it. Why am I doing a bad Obi-Wan Kenobi? You know why. Jake was because before. I'm a do- Sorry, I started it. Let me do a proper Patrick <laughs> like a Stewart New impression. Yorker. I'm going to make you an offer. You mean like, like Baran? Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's All I could think was like, you know, from, the from uh, what was it? Chris Freckleston's first appearance in Doctor Who. Lots of planets have a north. He should have been like, lots of planets have a New York. What? <laughs> but... Jesus, what was I going to say? Something oh, yeah. So Jesus. I liked the episode. I am sorely disappointed that the whole like thing was like, it can be defeated with peace. Aside from that, I really liked it. It reminded me of that two-parter in Punky Brewster back in the day, The Perils of Punky, where they have to defeat the evil spirit by like thinking about love and happy things. Never seen it, so... You haven't, dude? Or you have I not have... been traumatized by the gigantic spider? Or if I have, I do not remember Punky it. Punky Brewster was a girl show, so... Dude, go fuck yourself. I didn't watch that. Like, I should say, I definitely watched the show, but I don't remember that episode, oh, I should did. say. I and I feel like I'd remember the episode if I'd seen it. Dude, it's really good. You should see it. It still, it holds up. That show actually holds up pretty well, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Blossom, on the other hand, doesn't hold up. Oh, well, mostly because what's-her-fucking-ass is a fucking anti-vax dipshit. Who? Blossom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, anyway. Well, she's obscure and doesn't She's count. not, dude. She plays Amy Farrah Fowler on fucking... Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory. What's that? I know what Big Bang... Is she a she's, main character? She, yeah, yeah, she's that's Sheldon's Blossom? girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. She's been on the show since like season three. I, well, we owned... Remember we used to own some seasons? Yes. I think it's season three she shows up at the end. And mm. then like they're on ep- season 37 she's, she's like now. It's their character. final season, I hear. Yeah, yeah she's like Sheldon's ever. girlfriend. Isn't she's it supposed to be a show about like science and shit? And yeah. she's yeah. A, uh, Can we talk about Star Trek? Yeah. Do we have to? Yes. yes. This actually. So Chris, uh, this is Chris's favorite episode. I wouldn't say that, but I did like <laughs> no, it. No, that's time zero. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. This is an episode that I was really dreading because I always remembered it as being really bad like is like you know there's a string of bad two-parters mm. most of their two-parters are bad yeah. yeah but this one and i don't know if it's just because my expectations were so low it's probably that i actually <laughs> liked it a lot more than i expected i'll, I'll say this as a two-parter it's actually pretty complete yeah, the pacing... Which is interesting. Yeah, it's it's the I don't think we've seen one that's felt like this arc actually works across both episodes yeah. in yeah. this way. Yeah. What I would say, however, well, the, uh, the, the flip of that coin is, I don't think this is fucking Star Trek. Well, no. It, what it was, and this is... Okay, so I know everyone is super fucking jazzed about the Picard show. Yes. But, Agreed. But based on... Uh, some of the some of the news that's come out about it, particularly like the casting this calls. This is what it's going to look like? That the casting calls are for like, you know, smuggler and rogues. Like, I'm very worried that this episode is the template 
for the new Picard series. I was kind of thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because I know that this... So this was directed by Frakes, I believe. Uh, if it was, I didn't write down. I thought it was directed... It may I'll or check. may not have been directed by Frakes. I, I thought it was. Think... Actually, no, you know what? I was looking up something else about yeah. it. It had Each episode had a different director, but neither was Frakes. Oh, okay. okay, never mind. I know you might next... be thinking Stewart directed Phantasm. Yeah, Stewart directed oh. the next one that we're covering this okay. episode. Maybe which I thought was do. better than Gambit, but, either way, but we'll get there. Either way, Ooh. I know... I think... Ooh. I think that, ooh. um... Okay, shut up. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> well, she's just saying, ooh, a bunch of times. I don't know. Just yeah, just instead of what? Saying fisting a lot? I Excuse mean, me. Ooh. Go ooh yourself. Um, all right. Anyway. Can um, I finish? Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> what is happening? Ooh, okay. Um... <laughs> The uh, look yeah. how pleased with yourself you were, but like this, I think I I actually think this is the kind of shit that that Patrick Stewart likes doing, where he gets oh. to play like I was because I was gonna like, say like in a the swashbuckler kind of yeah. You know, in the, let guy. it be a Dixon Hill show, anything but that. In the new Picard series, I know that Patrick Stewart himself is very jazz, and you know, it makes me feel more feel more comfortable saying, oh well, if Patrick Stewart, who's very very particular about what he what he wants to do now, no. likes it, then maybe it'll be good. But, but that's not the thing. This is because yeah. like. Oh, and now like, I'm and afraid. You'll, and you'll see, You've made me afraid. And you'll see when we get to the Star Trek movies. I'm gonna have to movies, quit this podcast. When we get to the Star Trek movies, they make a big change in Picard's character. Well, it's because it's a movie. Well, well, yes, but reportedly, and again, this is all rumor mill shit. So take it with a grain of salt. But reportedly, Patrick Stewart had a lot of influence in get in, you know, trying to get more action scenes for Picard. At the very least. I'm pretty sure it's actually, like, not just rumor mill, but fact that half the reason there's a dune buggy (laughs) chase in one of the movies is because Stewart had gotten into dune buggying or something (laughs) at the time. So, I mean, I I admire Patrick Stewart, but I also think that, I think just because he's a, a, has that that English accent, he's not, like, a necessarily... you don't want to do the Shakespearean shit. That's right. His favorite Picard is not the fandom's favorite Picard. Yes, and that's and and this episode is one where I'm just like, ooh. Can't they just be Picard on the Great British Bake Off? I would watch. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that, dude. Um, He's just standing there shouting at a box, thinking it's a replicator. <laughs> it's like, no, no, Sir Patrick, you have to do it yourself. What? But uh, but yeah. So you're right. And and in terms of being Star Trek or not. I think the B-plot, the stuff, and it's all one plot, really. There's not really a B-plot. But I'll say the stuff that happens on the ship, on the Enterprise, is more Star Trek. I mean, it's more like, you know, doing a mystery, a Star Trek mystery. Yeah. Data was in charge, and he was fantastic. He was. That's true. Captain Data Data is probably my favorite captain. I don't know, second favorite after Spot. Um, Yeah, no, Data (laughs) definitely. And he gave gave, uh, uh, Worf the business. Yeah. Just like he gave that little twat on the... uh, (laughs) Uh, at the on when they were on that when he was getting yeah. that ship. Well, that's where he learned. There, he's like, I gotta cut this stuff off early. Mm-hmm. He even says to Worf, like, I'm sorry if we terminated our friendship. I'm like, Data, dude, you haven't had a lot of spats with your friends, have you? Well, no, that's he, yeah. But then Worf's like, No, it, it was my bad, man. He hasn't had a lot of friends with his friends. I mean, he's you know he's, <laughs> he's only got Jordy still learning. And... But honestly, like Worf was being a total dickwad. But he was to- no, definitely. Worf was 100 percent in the wrong. The yeah. fuck are we waiting for? Yeah, no, Finally. I, don't get me wrong. I am very much on Data's side. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, me too, but I would have been even if Worf was making a good point because I fucking love Data. No offense, um, Worf. But yeah, every, you know, every time Star Trek tries to do the seedy bar, it never <laughs> fucking my, works. My second note, 
after Ugg opening with someone creeping on Diana. Thanks, episode. Is, oh lord, another Star Trek does Moss Eisley. Dude, yeah, the guy was like, <laughs> if we were doing business. <laughs> like, you can do a CD bar in space that isn't Moss Eisley. But the problem is they always try to do Moss Eisley. You could also do a CD bar in space where every guy there isn't a fucking creeper. Sex they should have brought back the, uh, the, the organist opera singer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the fuck yeah. is she? She was cool. Oh, actually, having said that, the CD bar in Tapestry wasn't too Moss Eisley-ish. No, that's true. That was a well, little college it was, bar. I was going to say, it's because it was mostly populated by... Puma. I well, wanted to weird. go to a rave. I and said have to find mostly. That would. I, that's amusing as a concept. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, overall, like I don't know. I, I found it fun. You know, I found the pacing good for a two-parter, which again in Star Trek has been non-existent, mm. or at least rare. You know, to the point that actually, I remember when it, when part one finished, I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird place to cut off. It's almost like they cut off at a point that just they ran out of time. Not we're gonna force an end point that's going to fuck up the. Uh, yeah. Pacing. Here's, here's a not interesting cliffhanger. Well, no, I mean, well, they were the ship firing was... on the Enterprise. Yeah, but that it was, was still a, a little, yeah, but it was still a little, like, sudden in a way. Anybody knows that Picard took the name Galen? I did. Which mm-hmm. was the name of his buddy from the yeah. chase? Yep. That was one thing that annoyed me, though, actually, now that you bring that up. It's like... It reminded you of the chase? No, not yeah. that. <laughs> How does no one know who Captain Picard no is? No one does their research. The people in Starship Mine didn't, yeah. do this, didn't do it either. And they were specifically knocking over his ship. Well, but, like, well, like, why would everyone in the world know him? This man should be on the Space News at least once a year, if not space more. News. Like, I mean, he's always getting into some crazy shit. Think about how few people watch the news. Yeah, I'm now. gonna say, like, I, I, can you name one naval captain from all of history? Commodore Matthew Perry. <laughs> Honestly, no. The only person I can think of who's military right now is General Petraeus. And he's Horatio Hornblower. Wait, but no. The thing is, it just, but it feels like Starfleet is such a huge part of the Federation in a way that, like... Well, that's because you're reading the humans' history reporting of the... But what I mean is, they, they're, you know, they're, it's so much more a huge like part of their culture. Admiral Nelson. <laughs> yeah, but like they probably know like well, Dwight Eisenhower. Whomever the Donald Trump is of Starfleet is who they know. They probably don't know. Why don't I they have like, IDs? I, I feel like when it comes to the military, we know the infamous people more mm. than like we know the people who are like known not like necessarily for doing good things. I mean, here's the thing: I wouldn't expect people to be able to name the captain of the USS Bumfuck. But this guy is the captain of the Enterprise. Like, he's on stamps. Who's currently the fucking commanding officer on the USS Constitution? But again, this is such a different... I don't know. I, don't I think, feel like the I don't relationship... Gives a shit. I also, yeah, I think... Between like, Starfleet and the Federation is way different than the relationship between the military and our... Because they're not strictly a military organization. Yeah, they're they like, kind of are, right? Like, yeah, they are a military, but they're... I don't know. More I, than I, that. I, I bet I the people living think. in the universe don't give half a shit who John Luke Picard is. I think. I think he's like. But you think that yeah. they'd be able to find out? You think yeah, there'd but be a only way if they were? There'd be a way to identify. Well, here's I, the thing. Okay, maybe your average civilian wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. But these are like mercenaries, people who like would be well served to kind of keep a vague idea. One of, of them's also got to be like a hacker or something. Yeah, like someone who can like dig into records. There isn't one person who's gonna look at him and go. Guys, that 
Well, apparently, guys, apparently they didn't even know how their ship worked until Riker showed up. That's true. <laughs> Though um, they did kind of seem to know who he was, which was weird. Well, he was dressed in Starfleet attire. Well, yeah, but and they, like, Picard, heard of him. And then Picard... Well, no. See, that was Picard... Uh, no, I mean, I know he... He was providing sauce for the goose. He was, but I thought uh, someone before... He, I thought somebody else recognized him before Picard said <laughs> Picard's like, no, I not the I might, William Riker. I might be misremembering. No, yeah. I don't think so. I think they're like, they're like, you're a Starfleet guy, and then Picard's like, oh, he's not just any Starfleet guy. This guy's yeah, William that's Riker. that's what I vaguely remember. Uh, so, don't, don't you know who you're, you're commandeering now? This is all Bill Reiki. Mm. Can I, uh... Can I interrupt this discussion of Gambit really quickly to say that there is a real Paul Stamets yeah, in the real okay. world and, and he's, he's a real mycologist? Yeah, yeah. The, the character was named after him. That's so obviously. fucking cool. I thought anyway, I told you that before. I'm sorry. No one told me that. Uh, everyone I shit posting. Everyone so has care. failed me. Anyway, go on. Cut all that. Oh, fuck you, though. <laughs> And cut the fisting too. Anyway, does any so was Picard wearing that stupid outfit when he got kidnapped, or is he like trying to adapt to being a mercenary? I'm gonna say the former. Yeah, that's probably like his like sporty archaeology clothes. Every archaeologist has his own man saddle. His own bandoliers in the belt. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So the other thing too is okay. So Picard. So I, the only thing I'm still a little confused about on this episode in terms of the plot is. What is he just on vacation? I mean, yeah, I, I'd like, assumed he just happened to be on an archaeology vacation and then heard shit was happening and then and dug. didn't like make a phone call and be like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm gonna be doing this dangerous thing." So just... sometimes the spirit takes you, man. You know. Yeah, but Picard is usually very responsible. What was his fucking is plan? He... Like that's a good question because yeah. he also if never... Riker didn't show up, the fucking Baran Baran would have just fucking killed him. <laughs> Obviously, he was just kind of going with the flow to like to like weed out what was going on. I don't like this Picard guy. What I what I don't understand the most is why they trust him so much when they literally kidnapped him a week ago. I think maybe two. How long has he been with them that now they put all this trust in him? Like, like Talera says at one point, like, "Oh, I've seen you at the weapon systems before, and you don't usually have this problem." How often is he operating your weapon system when he just got here? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, at the very least, they put up with him because he apparently made their sensors work better. He had mentioned that at one point. He vastly improved... Well, not their sensors, but the scanner they were using for the artifacts, he apparently improved tenfold or also, something. Is are all of Baran's crew prisoners? Like, are they all... Because they're all wearing the, the neck zapper. Well, that was... The belt of obedience? I like, think that, that was just... Part of the deal when you signed up. Well, why would you? No, that's dumb. Yeah, yeah. Because like, here's the thing. That's inviting. But these I think don't... it's pretty obvious that Varan, when he's done with you, he just kills you. I don't think you're ever like. Even if he's like, oh yeah, you're gonna get. 50. You probably get promised everybody fifty yeah. percent of the proceeds mm-hmm. from the heist. Yeah, like the producers. Yeah. Yeah. No, like he definitely would not have been captain for more than two minutes without those chips. Yeah, and like. And, and when mm, did Picard chips. have the time, the time to, to flip the script on him? And no why idea. was Baran wearing one himself? Why would he put on... Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Maybe he's a... Oh, oh it's a, a solidarity with my crew. You see, I'll wear one too. That is a good question. Like, why did he have one? Could just be a masochist. And may, or, or maybe, like, there was another captain and Baran Oh, no, need. he said that. Didn't he say that... The, was Didn't they actually say that there was another captain and he was like, yeah, he made the mistake of... Not... 
This might be one of the few times where Caitlin noticed a detail the rest of us. I didn't. don't remember. Yeah, that. no. He well, he did I love say you, <laughs> he did say that he took over from a captain who didn't enforce discipline enough with him. So yeah, so that, that so, so that captain got he got the thing from that captain. But why wouldn't he take it out or deactivate it? Yeah, that's a good question. He maybe, does seem like maybe kind he of, to take it out, it explodes. Yeah, maybe it, if he, there's no good way to take it out, like like the, like the also, chick on Tasha Yar's sister's plane. Or does, maybe it's like the Borg shit. Maybe if he had a I mean, blazing bev, Picard he could get it got out, his but, taken out before he even got out of his clothes. Well, he I mean he also just seems like an idiot. Yeah, like Picard. No, Baran. Baran. Oh, no. Picard like, destroyed the thinger though. I have a yeah. I know, but he took it out of his neck. So if it was like if it was he a, took it out of his own neck, I missed. Well, this. no, no, he didn't take it out. But when he was seen back on the ship uh-huh. at the end, he was still wearing his pirate outfit, but the neck thing was out. Well, that's it's probably that one of those helped. things. Yeah, like they yeah. have Starfleet medical uh, crew, whereas these have mercenaries. I have an interesting piece of information about the guy that played Baran. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that Liz told me while we were watching this together uh, earlier this week. She said that the actor who played Baran, she was like, yeah, see his face? That's as smooth as you'll ever see it. And do you know why? And I said, no, why? She said, because one time when he was on an LSD trip, he lit himself on fire. Yikes. Nice. Don't do LSD. Seriously, Um, don't do drugs, kids. Oh, so speaking of interesting guest stars, so obviously we mentioned already earlier that, uh, that the Romulan... Who, slash Vulcan, who actually is slash a Vulcan, different Vulcan, is uh, played by Robin Curtis, who we remember as Fondly. No. Fondle. Fondle. <laughs> uh, as the Spock replacement for Kirstie Alley's yeah, character yeah. in Star Trek III. Mm-hmm. Now, and four. And four, that's true. She didn't oh, appear yuck, briefly in four. I always forget that she's in four. Briefly. Too long. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> I think my, my fan theory is that that character, because she wouldn't give her real name because she's pretending to be an agent of the Vulcan security. So you think Tapal is also a fake name? Yeah. Okay. Um, my theory is that it is... We do it in the voice. That it, What? The nerd voice? <laughs> is that it is, in fact, Savick. She's too young. She looks too young. Here's a, here's a, a different population. Plastic surgery has probably had leaps and bounds in the future, though, you know? I yes. think... It could be Spock and Savick's kid. Okay. No, I think it's actually Savick. And here's why. So mm-hmm. the time difference between the in-universe time difference between Search for Spock, or Star Trek Four for that matter, and the, which is the last time we saw Savick, mm-hmm. and now it's only... Like oh, Voyage a, Home. Sure, Voyage Home. The last time we saw Savick is the same pretty much as the time between the last time... We saw Spock, in, you know, at that time, and when we see him in Unification. Okay. I mean, he has aged a bit. He's, but he's, in, he in ad- real life, he out, was of, an adolescent. out of universe, those two actors have aged exactly the same amount of time. Yeah, which is Spock, like six oh, years. Spock is a lot older Nimoy than Nimoy was yeah. like they've, 88 they've, or something. Yeah, they've only aged, they've only aged... Like so the actor, seven years. The actors had aged the so I'm same saying, amount, what, yeah, what but I'm saying, Nimoy had started what I'm off much is, older. What I'm saying is, why would Nimoy... Well, no, because Nimoy... I don't think he looked much older in Unification than he looked in... No. Six. In Six. He or didn't even, even age much by the time he was in, from then to when he was in the... My, but my he po- was much older than the character Savage. Well, was, technically, yes. yes and no. He's, he aged super fast. Yeah, though, he's, he was... Because she was young. Like, she was, like, in her 20s as a Vulcan. Right. Yeah, so Star Trek Four, according to Memory Alpha, was 2286. But it's been, it's, so tw- so it's been, what's that, like, 
90 years? No, we're, we're in the 60s. I oh, think we're only in the 60s? Very early 70s. Oh, okay. At the so only 70 years. 50, 60 to 70 years. Yeah. And Vulcans tend to look pretty good so for I a while. I think it's quite possible that that character is Savick. How old is Spock in motion picture? Well, because remember, in Spock. Spock. Is older than everybody in like because he is was because he? I well, have no I mean, idea because he's serving with Pike ten years before Kirk and yet, he takes he over never the Enterprise. Had to go home for Pond Far. So fucking so, table. So let, well, he maybe he did while he was on with Pike and he just never told anybody else about it because that is how Vulcans do. But he wasn't married. To him. Or but or we're, we're getting back to a muck time problem. Anyway, point have. is, I'm gonna assume that he was in his twenties ish. I when he was with Pike. Yeah. And and. You know, menagerie time. Well, how old was Leonard Nimoy? He's probably in his thirties during menagerie. Sure. And if that's supposed to be ten years earlier, even though it was only filmed a year earlier, this is too much math. Go to your point. My point is, <laughs> I don't think there's any age problem with that being Savic. That's all. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I would have disagreed, but you've explained it, so I'm like, yeah, okay. No, I will I, say I like the idea of. Um, Spock's Spock secret love Spock child being an angry Vulcan rebel. Mm. Maybe because... Because she couldn't stand Savick because Savick was terrible. Even not really remembering that she was a secret Vulcan. She dropped logic a couple times. She said she lo- was still a Romulan. I was, like, I was like, okay, writers, come on. What am How I... well can a Vulcan act like a Romulan? Mm, well enough. That's a question. That's a, that was my question. Oh. That, was the, that was funny because I had the same note. I the was answer like, is, if you're Robin Curtis, yes. it doesn't fucking matter. I, I wrote that, uh, it's like, guys, she's a Romulan, not a Vulcan. Stop with the lo- Oh, she is a Vulcan. Holy mm. shit. Yeah, as soon as she said logic, I was like, oh, right, she's a Vulcan. See, I, I've never seen this one, so... Yeah. Uh, she was a double twist. I was excited. It was great. Like, oh, shit, she's a Vulcan. Oh, shit, she's a rebel. This is great. Oh, shit, she's Spock's kid. Um, That's even better. Which is another thing. She's a double so, twist. So, people, people all have their panties in a bunch about the Vulcan extremists in Discovery being a thing. Mm. Vulcan extremists? Do you remember, like... The it logic was, extremists. It was, a, it, was a, it was a brief... Side plot. Okay. They're the ones that I've been trying so hard not to pay a ton of attention. That's the, they're the people that set off the bomb in the learning center, which is why Michael had to mind meld with Sarek. Yeah, that's why she has his Katra. Yikes! But anyway, so the, so and people are like, there wouldn't be Vulcan logic extremists. The Vulcans are so are so tempered, and then but we have precedent here. Oh, I read about that actually. I read that um, Shankar. Uh, whose name I forget already, Naren, something like that. The writer basically decided that the Vulcan part of the of the story was going to be based on a, a reference made in Journey to Babel, when Spock says something to the effect of, "Oh yeah, a, a Vulcan is capable of killing if it's logical." Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, oh uh, another important guest star uh, we had Ensign Claire Huxtable at Ops. Justy, I think. Was it? Was it Justy? Claire? Claire. Oh, what the is... fuck are you talking about? I know that woman was on the Cosby Show. Yes. Really, Sandra all I know Lula. is she was terrible in this. Oh, she was the worst. She, why can they? Was, I was shocked to see she'd actually done acting before. Yeah, I didn't look I her know, up. Claire so, was the I... mom. Who was the fucking? Uh, who was that? I've girl? never seen this. Are we talking about what the really like the? Was it Sandra? The real? Yes, it was Sandra. Yeah, Sandra. Yep. Yeah, the woman Sandra who was Huxley. running ops while Data was an acting captain. Oh, oh, the girl oh, who yeah, couldn't yeah. fucking. She act. was awful. I'm shocked she did anything else. I like, I, and like, she was a major part in the cut. Like, she wasn't like really. Oh, she wow. was. She was one of the family. That's which, shocking. I mean, she wasn't you know top billing. 
still she was um, she was really bad yeah. in this. Again, um, that's that's a huge I think tradition. She on, in a lot of episodes. That's a huge TN, TNG tradition, though. Is like your random fucking front end people are generally mm. bad. Yeah, if if it's not Data, even Wesley's better than Nevit because he's at least yeah. Like, I mean the random fill in people. Will, not the, Will Wheaton can act. Yeah. Or my my favorite guest star was Coral the Klingon, who was played by NBA star James Worthy. That which is why he's like nine feet tall. I was kind of wondering yeah, if he was an athlete. He was so tall. Apparently like, he had shit. he had a random meeting, like a run in with a, the guy who plays Gowron, something O'Reilly. Lost Robert. Him. Robert O'Reilly. And asked him to like put feelers out to get him on the show. Amazing. Robert so crazy Gowron, eyes O'Reilly. So doing favors for folk. There we go. Kapla. I, I enjoyed his scenes. Oh, he was Nothing nice. Was I liked him. He I like when he just spilled the blood wine and Data's face. I want to go like, it is so hard to get blood wine stains out of the rug. Damn it. I just love that his Beat answer to everything was no. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was great. No. Um, <laughs> he was fun. Where are my notes? Oh, you know what I liked, actually? A uh, good scene for Troy, where she gives Riker what for when he's trying oh, to be yeah, all to be, uh, yeah, oh. when he's She's being... like, fuck you, we're all upset. He's like, yes! Give it to him! She would. That's one of the times where I feel like... I have realized that I think part of the... Qual- like, why I feel like the quality of, her, quality of her acting isn't always good is because she has to try so hard to maintain that fucking accent. Mm. Like, I feel like the only thing holding that particular scene back from her from being, like, a 10 from a 9... Well, didn't was she that come up with the accent herself? She so did. really, she's hamstringing herself. Wait, who, who are we talking about? Marina, Marina Sirtis. Okay, so I actually... I think I might have mentioned this before, but there's an interview that I saw with her. I think we shared the video ages ago, okay. possibly. Well, then I'll restate it. You can cut it if you want. Is that, like, she was originally just speaking with her own accent, her own English accent. Yeah. And Berman or somebody said, no, 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 you have to have A an alien accent. accent. Uh, and then when Majel showed up and had Majel's Majel accent. accent, she was like, why doesn't Majel have to speak with a Beta Z accent? And they're like, eh, fuck She's it. more worldly than no, you. No, they, they were like, oh, uh, it's not a beta Zach accent. It's, it's uh, your father. It was your father's accent. And then her father ended up also having a normal yeah. human accent. And she goes, when what the we, fuck, Berman? And he we, goes, I don't know, boarding school. When do we meet the father? Not not soon. Not soon? No, soon. No, soon? Yes. No, there's a, there's a Waxana episode coming up. I oh. think it might have. Is it good or I, bad? I don't remember. Flip a coin. Because I really want to love the Loxana episode, so I she's hope had it's some a good, good one. moments. She hmm. has uh, yeah. half half life, half, much, half life much like Troy was so good. Yeah. Cost of living to one of the to this day, that's like probably one of my favorite episodes. I thought half a life, half yeah, a life. Good. It was super, super, so, super good. Another thing that was kind of amusing about this episode. I mean, for me, it was fun. I could see how other people would be like, "This is fucking ridiculous." Why you look at me when you say that? But it, I was he just going to look at me because I'm the one that's thinking that. No, it was just like. Watching Baran gift wrap himself, like the whole, it's like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna cozy up to Galen. And Riker's like, sounds good. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, uh, how about, uh, and then later it's like, you know what? You and Galen are both gonna go on the raiding party to the Enterprise. Like, yeah, do you know that his plan, like, never... Because his original plan was the only reason he wanted Riker to to uh, to get close to Galen... Was to... Was so that he could get... So that he could get Galen to organize a mutiny. Yeah, so we could and, figure out who the mutineers would be, right? And expose the mutineers. 
But that plan got abandoned. Of which all of them would have been mutinied. Yeah, and then yep. yeah, and then literally everybody mutinied. Yep. Like that's the thing. I think what they did, they actually did do a really good job. I think in this, I don't know if this is their intent, but like, Baran is a fucking moron who only holds power because he's got the doodly bob. Oh, absolutely. Like his plans are terrible. Mm-hmm. He can't see through. The flimsiest pretenses. <laughs> and he just seems to know exactly what his enemies need him to do to make their lives easier. He's one of the most pathetic villains they've ever had. And it's kind of amazing to watch him fuck himself. And like, just in the... And maybe it was because he they kind of did him up and he kind of had a Ricardo Montalban look to him. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I kept trying to think they're trying to con him. They're trying to make him like this... This, like, no, he was evil... he was too busy conning himself. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> see, I just thought he looked like he escaped a bad glam rock band. Not That's glam, a little what hair metal looks band. like think, too. So, well, do we think that he Con might have been the same species as pre- pre- President Red Foreman? I thought that too. They oh. both had that really cat-like thing yeah. going on. Oh, maybe I, I, was, I was thinking that. And they're both like, like kind of the pretty makeup homely similar. men under those I, makeups. The thing is, he had that he had like something weird going on with his brow. Yeah, that red foreman oh did. Do you know what I said? He, I, when I was watching, and I said to Liz, "Do you guys remember that fucking Beauty and the Beast show that was on in like the nineties? Oh yeah, oh, was, uh, he looked bad. like Beast. He looked yeah. like uh, it was uh, Ron Perlman. Yeah, was it actually. was Ron Perlman. Yeah, you're right. Ron Liz Perlman. said that at the time too, and I already literally forgot. Um, but yeah, but but I feel like that's he looked like the Beast in that. Yeah, Baran was an idiot. I like the whole thing with Savick, who I am now accepting Ames headcanon, that it's a very angry Spock uh, <laughs> offspring who's mad that, you know, her father pumped and dumped her mother. Pumped and dumped. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, As I'm, a teenage boy. I'm, yeah. on, I'm on team Jake, who believes that it is it is Savick herself. Just, you know, my, my only problem with that theory, I mean, it makes sense in some ways, but I just don't picture Savick having the chutzpah to be a rebel. Maybe she's... Seal back. Why can't she be pissed enough on her own behalf that Spock did a pump and dump? Because I just don't... Again, I don't think she has... Especially since... She doesn't feel like a character... Like, well, I should rephrase this. Kirstie Alley's Savick, I could see becoming a rebel. Robin Curtis's Savick... Yeah, I know she sucks, well, but the but it's still the same character. Well, also They're not time lords. remember remember that I, was it an early draft or an early plan that that um oh yeah that she was totally knocked up with Spock's kid. N- no, that no, she that, was that, the that one Varen, who turned that, coats in six, right? Yeah, the, oh yeah, yeah. 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 that was going to be Savick. See, I wouldn't have bought that. Well, I think that might be why they didn't go that route with the. Uh, and also, they probably were just like, oh, then we'd have to have Robin Curtis in the movie, and yeah. Catral would be we're so really, much better. We're really sick of giving her money. Um, I think that's, I like that's probably the lot, real though. reason. I really quite liked her in this. I thought she made a better this character. Savage. Well, yeah, yeah. I think, I think she's... I think maybe after her reception from the previous appearances, she went out and got some acting classes. I mean, also maybe... And then I, read, I looked her up to see, well, I wonder what she's up to now. She's a real estate broker now. Robin Curtis, IRL. Of course, if you're doing real estate in like Los Angeles, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, she's probably cleaning up, but she's yeah, she's officially retired from acting. Which good move, good move for her. (laughs) Again, I really liked her in this. I thought she was good. Yeah, I thought so too. It was fun. I was just, I was just too lost in this episode, being like, why, why exactly are we here, and why is Picard into this? It really did feel just like spent a lot of time on this show. I have to turn back time. If I could turn yeah, no, my, that my only problem with it was the resolution because that was a little. The resolution is hot garbage. Like it could, it should have been some kind of other weapon or something that just wasn't. 
I mean, I would have Defeat liked it. With I, happy oh, man, you know what would have been really cool is if they did a Raiders thing where the oh. weapon, like, it, it was still the same conceit oh, that it like was melts. it was about, like, a pureness of, of character or, like, yeah. something. But, like, you know, maybe not peace, but, like, you had to have logic mm. uh, or something. And that because she was behaving illogically, it, like, Backfired. turned on her and her face oh, melted. That would work. Yeah, dude, really just stick the whole... Stick the whole Indiana Jones landing. Yeah, really, just really, really, I just wanted a face melt. That's because fair. that's such an awesome effect. It is. Yikes. They I, saw, I saw a behind the scenes video on how they did that. It's really cool. Didn't they? Wasn't it literally like stop motion? They sped up or no, something? No, it or? was sped up footage, but what they did is they sculpted oh, out right. of gelatin. Right. Well, they didn't sculpt. They, they, they cast the actor's bust in many layers of different colored gelatin that's right and then painted it and then ate it and then oh literally melted it with propane like, yeah. heaters so that it would and then sped up that footage yeah that's right that's right i think recently i don't know if it was officially licensed or not but someone was making like a candle of the character oh. <laughs> for then you could light it oh it, it melts slowly. that's great yeah. you know the, the, i Yet another George Lucas character naming triumph with that guy. His name was uh, General Tote. Oh, yeah. Which is death. death. Oh, yeah. In Lucas! German. In German. <laughs> Sleazebago! Sleazebago. Yeah. Anyway, but getting back to... to Star Trek. Ra- wrapping up Gambit. Yep. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, who is now long dead. Yeah, wait, what? Uh, had a long-standing taboo of space pirates. Really? That they shat all over this episode to the point that... Does he uh, not remember Harry Mudd? I was going to say, we have Mudd. You wouldn't call him a pirate. He's, he's like... He's, he's a, a rogue. He's a hooligan. He's a snake oil salesman in space. And That's not fair. a pirate. That's fair. Rick Berman tells the story of how he had a, a bust of Gene Roddenberry on his desk, which, weird, that he would blindfold whenever they did shit like this <laughs> so that he wouldn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that sounds apocryphal, or it sounds like something that Rick Berman would make up yeah. for a TV interview. Yeah, like I don't doubt he said it. Yes, but I doubt it's real. Yeah, no, Rick Berman is made of lies. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 uh, sexual remember, harassment. Yeah, I remember specifically reading years ago. I remember this because it pissed me off so much that it turned out to be a lie. Where he promised that no one would be in like slinky cat suits in Enterprise. Oh, God. And then, oh, look. Shat right on T'Pol. that, too. Fucking Berman. Although, I don't have strong feelings on T'Pol's character. She's garbage in season one, but improves from there. She improves, but I feel like she is definitely um, done poorly by her outfits. But, but I will say that despite being easy on the eyes, and that being the main reason for her inclusion in the show, Seven of Nine has like some of the best stories in Voyager. And I yeah, stand yeah. by that, and we'll, well talk about it. Isn't in the she just kind of like the sexy lady Data of Voyager, like learning how to human? There's some of that, but she's very good at it. Yeah, she's not. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about this again in a couple of years. But yeah, yeah where, where Data is trying. <laughs> she's to be... a more fleshed out character than Data. Yeah, more fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah. Bo- bosoms. Oh, bosoms, mm. tatties. Oh, them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah where, where Data is, you know, a Pinocchio character trying to become real, a real, a boy. real boy. She's already human trying to relearn how to be human yeah sometimes actively sometimes passively yeah fair enough so I suppose, oh yeah we have another episode yeah, oh my we god right. move on to the phantasms so, which is depressing caitlin do it give us a quickie on this one all right but it'll cost you 
So phantasms. Data starts having really weird fucking nightmares and he's like, I'm really preoccupied by these nightmares. I'm having dreams about Troy being a cake and me cutting her shoulder and someone Bev is drinking out of Riker's head and I keep hearing a phone ring and I don't know what the fuck is going on. So he's Data basically talks to Troy about these weird dreams he's having and she's and Freud. Yeah, God, that was so stupid. She was so jealous that he went to Freud. She was like, next time call me first bitch. And he oh, was like, and he no. Met a minor, 49er. Minor 49er, yeah, in the dreams he meets, Ooh. like, three, sorry. He meets three minors, and that's usually when the dream ends, because they're like, shut up! <laughs> oh, you quick! Yep, that was rough. You're so cruel to our listeners. Mm. And, and, about me? And to Both our Chris. Chris. Our listener, Chris. Chris <laughs> is going to have to edit that now, too. Like, he's already been lulled into a false sense of security after we blew his eardrums at the beginning of the fucking thing. Poor Chris. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, you say that, but you're, you know... When you're deaf, you know it's Jake's fault. Language already terrible. What? <laughs> <laughs> joke. Huh. I get it. Huh. I get the joke. Huh. All right. Uh, uh, anyway, summary, so, so we can... yeah, minors. so minors, uh, and then uh, so he starts having kind of waking dreams and hallucinations, and this culminates in him thinking he sees a mouth on Troy's shoulder and stabbing the shit out of her <clears throat> in the shoulder. He doesn't kill her, but she goes to sick bay, and Bev's like, "Let me just." Okay, that's nice and healed. But Bev soon discovers that, like, there's something still that's a little bit weird there. And upon further inspection, she finds that there's some kind of thing on her shoulder, like, leeching leeching her, uh, cell, uh, hold on. Cellular peptides. Cellular peptides. With Um, mid-frosting. With mid-frosting. That was good, yes. Want to try some? Uh, no. You would think that if Data was dreaming, he would want to try food. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. So it turns out these motherfucking things are on everybody on the ship and all of the weird shit that Data was seeing, like the straw that was coming out of Riker's head, that's where his parasite is and all this kinds of shit. So Data gets away with almost killing a crew member and And saves the day. And then he gets a cake. He does get a cake of himself. Which, like, really, Troy, is that your idea of fucking humor? First of all, he can't fucking eat it, you cow. He can eat. He just doesn't need to. I thought he couldn't. No, no, he... he, How does he 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 make a poop? We've discussed this. I don't remember. I don't know, but he He does... He has an injection system. He can eat if he wants. This episode sucked. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was fucking awful. You know, I never loved... I never cared for this episode. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. I never cared for the episode, but... I don't know. I must be getting soft in my old age because, like, I saw this is this episode I've seen before, and I didn't like it, and I've seen it again, and I'm like, I didn't think it was bad. Caitlin, no, you I missed. Was mostly confused. You, I thought in it your was summary, right. you missed the B plot also, where Picard is. Oh yeah. Trying to get to a, uh, hilariously trying to get to a admiral's banquet that he's been invited to that oh. he doesn't want to go to, and conveniently the ship keeps breaking. Yeah. Right. Nice, nice. My fir- that's right, because they installed a new warp core. And, that's right, and, and that's Admiral, co- and that's why this all Naka- happened. Nakamura. A- Admiral Nakamura keeps calling. Came him back and, from and uh, like straight up fucking dirty dogs him on the bridge and is like, "Are you sure you're not making f- making up bullshit, Picard?" <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> that they fucking dug up an admiral we haven't seen since like season two. Yeah, yes. I'm glad he's still around. Yeah, no, me too. But it was just so funny. It's like, wait a minute, I'm pretty sure we've seen this guy. And I looked him up. And it's like, holy shit, he's from Mayor of a Man. You know what else I forgot to mention? The C-plot, which is that somebody in engineering is super creeping on Jordy, and he thinks it's a little fucking uncomfortable. (laughs) That's rich. 
What a what a yeah. Oh, you're telling me that someone who continues to pursue you with their romantic inclinations when you don't feel the same way—that's a little fucking that, awkward for you, Gordo. That, that side plot just got totally abandoned. It just stopped. Oh, it's true. Yeah, and we'll thank probably never God. See her again, like, will we? No. Like Which, she, good, because her voice was annoying. She was kind of the new Oh my god, she was. Yeah, she she was, was the worst. She was terrible. But like, like, I don't in any way want to forgive Gordo. Like, he totally deserves this. But her voice was, was so pretty annoying. My and, voice and she was did annoying. do him a solid in getting Picard she out did, of that's the way. that's true. Because Picard was being, like, a fucking micromanaging douche. Which was kind of funny. I don't think he was really micromanaging. I think he was just honestly, well, he, like, feeling yeah, okay. antsy and wanted to see if he could... Speed things along. I mean, how long was their warp drive broken over and over again? So here's what makes no fucking sense about that, by the way. The whole episode. Well, yes, but they had, like, just left a space dock when they realized their warp core wasn't working. Why didn't they go back to the space dock? Because their warp core wasn't working. But they hadn't warped! Yeah, they could have just turned around. They'd gone, like, ten feet! No, but they didn't. They were adrift. He actually said that. Well, yes, but eventually they were. But they could have, like, the first first time they could have been, like, beep, beep. (laughs) Hey, space doc, we're coming back. Hmm. Something broke. Because it opens with them just leaving a space dock at impulse. They're leaving at impulse, and then they go to go to warp, and it doesn't work. And instead of turn right the fuck around, they probably could have looked out the window and waved at people in the space dock. One of them does that little so flip. Now, yeah. <laughs> so this is a new... So this is an interesting thing, right? So this whole thing is, it's a brand new warp core. Yeah, it's got a stupid light it's, thing Yeah, it's on more the, green. It's got yeah. more green on it. And it's got a little digital pad on the dilithium chamber Everyone's now. going green. Um, <laughs> but they never say, like, you what know. Is so... Yeah, when the Binars did their shit, there was, like, all these great benefits. But Were they, they working on the warp core? They were working on the... Everything. everything. They were working on everything. Were mostly up- the holodeck, making minuets. In the computer. Oh, yes, but they were upgrading shit. Uh, but they never, yeah, they never did say but what they never, the yeah, deal was is, here. Was there a problem with the old one? Is this is this that new design that, that Brahms was working on? Oh, that had the, That had Jordy's, thing, uh, yeah. Jordy's special thing in it? Yeah. His penis? Penis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, but remember, like, remember yeah. how he made the yeah, upgrade yeah, yeah. and she was and she was like, oh, this, this is going to be in the next generation. Hey. But yeah, okay, so cellular peptide cake. Yum. Um, mint frosting. It looked good. It oh, although God. mint frosting on a on a on, Any a, kind on of... a white cake, especially. I thought it looked like a cheesecake. I thought for yeah, sure no. it was going to be a cheesecake. It looked like a vanilla. It was a sponge angel, cake. Sponge yeah. I didn't think it looked spongy. No, it was definitely a sponge. Oh well, excuse it wasn't. Me. It definitely wasn't a cheese. Um, uh, no, I was reading up that it was like the biggest issue getting this fucking cake. Because I guess the, the the whole teams didn't agree on what the cake should be. And like Brandon Braga, who wrote this, because god fucking damn it, Brandon Braga, wanted a full length, and I wrote anatomically correct cake. I'm not sure what that means. Jesus. Big old titties. With, with lots of gore. And they had they they finally agreed. Okay, let's just use you know a flat sheet, couple of sheet cakes painted to look like a like the like a uniform. <laughs> but the titties. No, it was oh. originally supposed to be something with arms and legs, but I get that. Guess that got cut. They had to shove Marina in a torture box. Well, to it's all and like work. it also didn't look. But they very also good. suspended her from the ceiling so they could really fuck with her. But like it also like. Oh yeah, they could have they could have done way better with the net with the head being attached to the cake because as it looked, it like it did. It, the obviously, illusion, the head was it was just her head poking out of a table. Yeah, and like a cake set in front of the the hole. In the like table. they didn't it's even a try. Dream. Here's the thing: the, the but if it was sure. a dream, it, it would have looked like they would have done makeup no, to but make it look dream. like the cake. It's went a dream, into so nothing head. has to be realistic. I'm pretty sure that by now, Tom Petty had already made his "Don't Come Around Here No More." 
music video, which ends with an Alice in Wonderland-shaped cake that he's cutting up for the rest of the people in the video. Pretty sure if they had wanted to, they could have made it look a lot better because yeah. Tom Petty... So what you're saying it. is this episode is ripping off that music video. Well, I don't actually know which came first. Let's go with I yes, because fuck this episode. Tom Petty probably had already done this by then. But um, I could be wrong. But yeah, so I was not... Yeah, there were certain things up. I didn't care for in this episode. But I have to say, the... the, the I say this every time they do a horror a horror theme, but I do think that this is one of the better horror themes. Or like, I don't know. The Which th- ones would you consider the better horror horror episodes? None of them are very good, but I feel like they're getting progressively better. Uh, Night terrors, schisms. No, schisms, no, schisms is terrible. Sucked. What are the, what are the oh. ones you're thinking of? Probably Night Terrors is probably the best. But it's that still they've done garbage. Yet. It is, but like this one, the fucking invisible parasites on everybody Those which data somehow subconsciously knows are there what so the whole idea yeah, was i was that, confused on that i think the, i think it was that they were you know they Does are interfacing visor no i think it's a did he have one on him i think himself? it was interacting with like the signals that they were outputting the, the were what, fucking with his normal were, were, were hitting his uh, positive were interacting with his positronic brain well and again he might have even had one connected to him but because he didn't have any he peptides, didn't he didn't have one well, he definitely they, didn't Bev said that she checked him. Oh, and he didn't. Right. but Data's not going to be as tasty that, as everybody else. That was also a really bad choice. Was the fact that like whenever they showed Beverly's, it seemed to be living on her sleeve. Oh, I love sleeves. So it should have been like, well, Bev can just take her jacket Bev off and has she'll the be fine. Sleeves. Mm. Mm. It's true. I have to give Data props though on uh, surgical precision with that stabbing. Mm, because true. he stabbed her a butt. He like went full psycho yeah. with the stabbing, and then when they showed her, she only had one puncture. It so looked, he must have just hit her repeatedly in the same spot. And he spot. managed and to yes, not... looked super shitty when he was and like, and then, And then, like, I get I get that it was like... They cut that scene in the UK because the it was UK. Too, oh, yeah. See, that's way better. 1985. What, wow. what video is this? This is the Tom Petty video. Tom video. Oh, she's a cake. Yes. And it's, way better. Yeah, way better effect. Much better. Yeah, they said, oh, she's lost a lot of blood. And I'm like, no, she hasn't. They showed, yeah, they was showed her literally there not. was she's no blood on of, her uniform. Well, that's she's thing, lost like, a lot of frosting. In theory, that is where a major <laughs> artery is. Yeah, yeah that's she true. She should have had a lot more blood. Well, it was like primetime TV. Also, like that fucking knife thing was fucking badass. That <laughs> would have fucked her up bad. That fucking what kind knife? Of that was, was fucking that? huge. It was Why a, did they need that? I thought it was a bracket, he said, or something. Bracket? We all said a lot of things, okay? Yeah. That's true. A lot of things were said this episode. Yeah, it didn't make None sense to good. me that... So, okay. So, Jordy handed Data the piece of the ship. Yeah. That, because it wasn't looked a like, tool. It that, was like a brace or a bracket or something. Yeah. It was something that was a part of the ship. Yeah. But it looked like the knife. And Data even remarked, this looks like the knife from my dream. Mm-hmm. Which and then he sees the the mouth, mouth. on Jordy, and then mm-hmm. the phone starts ringing. But here's the thing, he wasn't prescient in his dreams. Why would the dream knife have anything to do with the part of the ship that was not even broken? I have no answer for you. Like it's I don't know. I just like it. It added a weird like supernatural element that I don't think. Needed or should have been there. Maybe Data also sleepwalked and put it there. Because the whole thing, the whole reason Jordy even wanted Data to in, look at this thing is like, oh, maybe it's because this part is has is broken. So do an analysis to make sure it's correct. But it wasn't. The actual problem was that the the thing, the the manifold or whatever the fuck it was, had bugs living in it. That was the actual problem with the ship. So it didn't make a ton of sense to me. 
datas like why he why the knife in the dream had anything to do with the part other than superficially and maybe it wasn't supposed to maybe maybe that's fine maybe i'm reading too much into it I don't, know. I don't know. It could also just easily be a plot hole that, that they didn't notice because it was season seven and everyone was they, everyone had atten- attentions that were divided. It's right. It was a brace coil. Mm, there you go. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. definitely no. didn't look just like a gigantic knife. knife yeah. <laughs> also, did anybody else think that um, there was probably it was a coin flip whether the Data's dreams were actually Data's dreams or just one of Barclay's holodeck programs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't think of that. Although I did think of Barkley for this episode, because I feel like when he was talking about developing a neurosis, it's like, Troy should be like, go talk to Barkley. He knows all about fucking neurosis. <laughs> and he loves developing uh, Troy got so fucking wet when she's like, ooh, I'm going to get to psychologize Data. Seriously. Because, oh, Data's crazy. Oh, this would be so much fun. And, and then he can write so many papers on the crazy and robot. Then, uh, and then at the end, it was, oh, no, he was just being influenced by space monsters. Yeah, we still write a paper on that. Also, can we yeah, just talk about how, how Picard's, like, Picard's solution here was kill them all? Yeah, that was a bit fucked up. Like, not even... Parasites. No, not even... Well, sure. Yeah, but, but this is nanites. Ship, if your ship had fleas, you'd want to kill all the fleas. This, this is a guy. They he did loves, the nanites. The he nanites loves were committing genocide as long as it's not on cute things. But that's what I was about to say, though. Send us some exocops. This is the man who didn't genocide the Borg. Yeah, he's just like, no, just, 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 you know, let's just kill them all. That, yeah, that, I had Kill the until they're dead. It's like, we're just, okay, no question. We're not going to try to find a way to safely. We're just going to. Also, they're clearly intelligent yep. because they're talking to you. But fuck it. Just kill them. Talking to you? In the, the miners. The dream, yeah. That they're communicating cons- with Data. You consider that communicating with Data? That was I them assume, trying to, I assumed certainly. it was them talking to Data. It was them telling him to shut the fuck up. I don't know. That's, I, that's a stretch for me because it's a dream. And dreams, you know, but they're, they're, but not, the they're not literal. But that's the that's the thing, though. These In dreams this... were not really the dreams. They were the... the they dreams, were a malfunction. The dreams were they the were bugs... They were Data's interpretation of, of, what, of, he, the, of, of the, what the bugs were saying to Yeah, him. but they weren't, like, say, they weren't specifically saying, like, pick up the phone. No, no. no. This was a form of communication, I think. I think the implication was that mm, no. I think I, I would I would disagree and mm. say that it's it's data understanding like what's going on. Well, data, I, data I, seeing that they don't like the noise. Why do the miners say? Right. Why do the miners say you are our enemy? Because he's figuring out how he can fight them. With... Why are the miners specifically taking apart the new parts the the new parts that were installed on the Enterprise? If not to say. Uh, because dream sequences are fucking stupid. Well, that's yes. why. Well, there's I, that. I, I want to go on a short tear about dream sequences. Please go for it. Go there, on a long tear about go, it. I want to go on a fucking tear. So I, I was reading up on this episode, and the AV Club lists this episode in their list of the 21 TV episodes that do dream sequences right. And well, just, the AV Club's wrong. And that just pisses me off. It was a well, lot. Of, is it because they did all 21 episodes of television shows that have had dream sequences? And there's a lot of TV that has dream sequences, and a lot of them are really fucking stupid. Like there was, you know, it's, it's all like Twin Peaksy, weird, random stuff that looks arty because it's dream sequences, and you can get away with whatever the fuck you want as long as you say it's in a dream sequence, mm. so that you can like add in your ex, your um, what word am I looking for? I don't know. DSX machina? Yeah. yeah Artsy fartsy like shit. Yeah, or or like make your make your connections to the actual plot by making it happen in the dream so you'll be like, oh look, it's connected. And it Which drives is... me fucking nuts because it's so tired and lazy. And yeah. that if never happens in real life. If yeah, if these are realistic dreams, it really would have just been data 
Banging yard. Data wakes up. He tries to go to his shift. But he's he, naked. But he's naked, and he. But he. So he goes back. And it's his, his first quarters. day of school again. He goes back to his quarters to try and get his clothes, but he can only find his underwear. Mm-hmm. And he tries to put them on, but he can't. And then all his teeth fall out. And then his teeth fall out, and then he ends up going on duty naked anyway, with no teeth. And then. Then his grandmother is there. And then he gets chased down a hallway. God, I and wish. Wake, and wakes up right when the guy's about to shoot him. I wish I just had dreams like that. That would be much nicer. Mm. No, but I was actually thinking, because the, the, this list that I found, uh, it didn't include my two favorite, my, my two dream sequences that I actually think work well. Um, one, because it was done too recently to be in this list. And I don't know why they didn't include Futurama's The Sting. Because the, oh, the, the, the one with the bee sting, which is great. And it's a really interesting and different way of doing a dream sequence yeah. that isn't just, oh, I had a dream about this and here's how it's connected to the plot. Mm. Yeah, that's a good episode. It's I a great episode. It. It's one of my favorite it's episodes. I mean, I believe it, but I just don't know it. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what was the other one that was too recent? Oh, the other one that I like, uh, the, it's called Real Life. It's from the new series that's on Amazon Prime, uh, Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. Oh, okay. It's a it's a plot in which one character takes some kind of a thing. Can you help explain I this? I don't even all? remember the episode. Oh, it's but... it's one where, where one of the characters goes into this dream state because it's it's effectively like playing a virtual reality game. Okay. So you go into this dream state where you get to play a character, and this person's playing this character, and then that character falls asleep and start and like becomes the girl that fell asleep and was playing the character. So you don't know which one is real. Oh, jeez. And they're both talking about the other one being like, oh man, I gotta stop doing this thing or I gotta, you know, keep awake and do this. It's that whole, like, if your wakefulness is someone else's dream and your dreams is someone else's wakefulness thing. Yeah, and it's That's really trippy. Fun, it's man. a good episode. I, I also if enjoy my dreams show. are somebody else's wakefulness and that person really has a problem getting dressed. Because, <laughs> honestly, like, I, I would say... A three quarters of my dreams involve me being unable to clothe myself. <clears throat> like, and it's either because I can't find you should, you clothes. Should, you should make a holodeck program with Freud. And it's always because I have to be somewhere. Yeah. Like, either I cannot find clothes, and in that case, it's usually just a matter of, I'll say, fuck it, and I'll go naked <clears throat> in the dream. Or I have clothes and I cannot maneuver my legs into like the pants. Like like I physically cannot like like I'm like I'm just I'm, like do not have the dexterity. You got, like, noodle arms to, or what? No, like I'll try to like move my legs and it just won't work. Jake, they, one leg at a time. They won't remember go basic in. And then it just ends with you like wearing your pants on your head, it's, screaming. No, it just, how do clothes it just, work? It just ends with me being like, "Fuck it, I guess I'll go naked." Like that's how they all end. Wow, <laughs> I have so many dreams about really illogically designed bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> really? They're always really upsetting. Like you know, you go into a dream and they'll be like a bathroom stall because you know it's like in this dream I have to go find the bathroom. There's a bathroom stall, but like with the door that only covers half of the half of the space, or like a clear door for no reason, or like a double toilet. Which is <laughs> the thing I've seen in my no, dreams. you know it's like a double-headed shower through when you so and your partner want to shit The double together. toilet is the is the is the other toilet. Is it like an upper decker? Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> so is it or like, like you have to squeeze into it? Are you getting like the? It's like two. Can two people poop at once? Is this the idea? Probably. Wow. Yeah, but you wouldn't want to be. That's the one some on innovation the right there. I think I could see that happening in real life. <laughs> uh, or just like there's a fountain and everyone uses fountains and uh, mm. they're all. 
There's, there's when you so say many... fountains, do you actually mean bidets? Is just more, just more of your no, poop talk? No, like a, like a like a fountain that you flip a penny into in the park, <laughs> and nice. they poop in it. Sure. Why not? Wow. Sounds that's that's the future we're heading to, Caitlin. So it's the future ready. the fucking liberals want. Yeah, that's yeah. right. AOC, <laughs> she's she's it's the Green Fountain New toilets. Deal, just shit and fountains. The brown yeah. New Deal. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Analyze that. Anyway, who else has quick creepy dream patterns? I um, dream about zombies a lot. Do you? Yeah. All I know is for the past few months, I don't always remember my dreams, but I almost always wake up from them being like, that was fucking weird. <laughs> Except most recently, right, this big dream where somehow I knew a bunch of people were going to die and I could have prevented it. But I kept fucking up, so a lot of people died. I could have prevented it, but I hated those people. No, so no, I, let I was them actively, die. I was actively trying to, and it really didn't go well. And then it ended with my guts falling out because I got caught in a bomb blast. That's no. awful. Yeah, no, it was horrific. You're supposed to wake up before that shit happens. Yikes! Yeah, apparently your brain didn't get the memo on that. Yeah, what an asshole. No, it's a brain. Uh, it's not. Oh, sorry. This isn't phantasms. This is some gambit I meant to mention, and I forgot. I'm gonna do it now. Because it's a better episode. At the end, where... Oh, yeah. No. Where um, Picard was like, you know, well, if we're going by the letter, you know, you're you're, uh, wanted. And and Data starts to drag Riker away to the... the stupid joke. Yeah, that was dumb. Don't get me wrong. But the way the music was starting to go, I thought they were finally going to resurrect... I feel like that would have worked great there. Like, Data, no, Data... Like I wanted, that was a perfect place for TOS goof music. Well, it was that. Yeah, there was kind of TOS goof music. There was, but it wasn't. They didn't commit. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Just watched a whole bunch of mercenaries die. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them though. Yeah. Fuck them. Phantasms though. Yeah. Um. um, It sure was Meg. mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. The straw in the head was pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It It was was just all this surreal. Data, answer the fucking phone. Yeah. No. I. I. Okay. No, this one was bad. I didn't like it. I don't know. I didn't really like either of them that yeah, much. I thought Gambit was fun. Weird, but fun. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of... I, I would put probably both of these at like a 6 out of 10. Oh, yeah, no. I think, oh, less. No, Phantasms is definitely... 3. Really quite two. bad. See, I think well, I, I like... I think I liked Phantasm more than... Phantasms more than Gambit. I, I, I'm going to give Phantasms a tiny edge. Okay, I'll, I'll give I'll give Phantasm a couple extra points because Spot was in it. Oh, oh, and Spock got to play with a, a toy. And a pretty cat and a good cat. a pretty cat and a good cat. I loved that. I've been waiting for that all the whole time we've been watching TNG. I've I didn't waiting. like the way Worf was holding. Well, or Brent Spiner. Neither of them obviously like cats. Because mm. no, Brent hates working with that. That's cat. what I'm saying. Like you can tell because neither of them know how to fucking handle this. Animal. I think I, I think I shared a while back. Poor Spot. Well, Brent Spiner just going off on how much he hated working with the cats. Mm-hmm. Why does he hate the cats? Well, so it's much? the cat actors because it's so hard to get cats to do a thing you want them to do. Yeah, that's why you don't try. You just let them be cats. They did manage to keep him on the bed a long time. In oh this yeah, thing. the cat was just chill just while there. Data was staring at him. Because they probably just waited until the cat actually wanted to be there. Or they and Data it. just booted him off the bed when he got in. <laughs> Wake up, fuckhead. Oh god, was it this one? Shit. There was one of them we watched. But it, I think it was this one. Where he's like playing yeah. with oh, the yeah. dangly cat. And then like, but then... Troy walks in and he just... He just flings it! it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. away. I also noted that. That was funny. funny. Um, like also, he was you know, caught doing something naughty. Yeah. That he didn't want her to know But I like that doing. whole thing with Warp. I will feed him. I wasn't playing with my that dolls is, again. That is probably sufficient. 
the cat needs love. Give it to Alexander. So Alexander can no, have something No, he'll ruin it somehow. <laughs> like oh, I Alexander got a mention. He did, that's right. He's still, War, uh, he's still Riker around? introduced Apparently. him to jazz. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, really, do you need... I was gonna Christ. say, did you need to give him more things to make Worf hate him about, Riker? You fucking prick. I know, I know your relationship with your dad was a little fraught, but you really think you need to... Stick your nose in the air. Mm. Fucking A. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Please tell me there are better episodes on the horizon. Let's find out. Lie to All me. All right. Well, let's see. What do we have coming up? Ooh. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, next time on The Star to Seer Herby, we're going to be covering two new episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, Season 7, Dark Page. Dark Page. I'm pretty sure that's a Lawaxana show. I can't remember. So, 50-50 shot. I, I, honestly, I don't remember. And Attached? Is that what that is? Let me see. Yes. Okay. I think so. I'm reading upside down. Looks like Attached. I don't remember I that. I mean, it doesn't I don't even look remember, like Attached. I don't even remember that is. being an episode title. I'm just kidding. Is that it's a terrible title. I just don't remember. So, I, I gotta be honest. I don't... I cannot say for certain if I've seen either of these... I think I've seen Dark... If it's the one I'm thinking of, I think I've seen Dark Page. I do not know if I've seen Attached at all. So this could be interesting. I thought you've seen all of TNG. Yeah, evidently, 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 there were some of these Season 7 shows where I either never watched them or watched them so long ago that they, never uh, that they, did, they, that they did that they did not make any impression upon me whatsoever. That, that memory wipe um, did its job then. I guess so. I got, again. I, got, uh, I got Pulaski'd. Um, <laughs> Stuffed with, full of crumpets? Mm-hmm. You bet. One can only wish. Um, well, so that will be next time. We'll find out if those are good or shit uh, next time on A Star to Seer Her By. Uh, until then, you can find us online at Facebook and Twaddler and Tumblr. And our name there is SSHB Podcast. Oh, and surely by now, I should have said this last week, surely by now that the um, the blog post with our oh, tops yeah. and bottoms from season six will be up. Thank yeah. you. And yeah. don't call me Shirley. I was thinking. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and we're also on uh, SSHBpodcast.com. And you can listen and download our podcast on Twi- Twi- Twilight. Twi- we haven't done Twilight yet. Tytoons, iTunes, oh. Apple Tune, and Google. And on SoundCloud or any other podcast place. Guys, what happened last uh, last week? He yeah, last week was good. So good, and I... I we haven't even listened to that yet. We don't know what it might have been garbage. What? No, we know we were there. Oh, well, I'm saying we don't. It might have not come out well. Anyway, that's all I got. <laughs> so. Oh, it's all right. so well, it's just always a look of incredulity well, when Jake is doing the outro. Well, fuck you all. My name is Jake. <laughs> Screw you all. My well, name I'm is gonna Chris. I'm going to do that one. Cunt a bitch. This is my <laughs> name. Top that. <laughs> I know. I, know. Wait, I think you broke Caitlin. <laughs> and piss off a becunted doc. I'm Caitlin. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) We are the best. I'm sorry, does White Cat 
always eat like that? That's black cat. That's black yes. cat. Okay. What's he doing? Well, he he like pulls individual kibble out of the bowl and oh, eats yeah. them off the floor instead of eating from the. This oh, is this Dimmy is adorable. does that sometimes. Remember? They also have they also have des- designated sides of the water bowl that they drink from. Yeah, black cat drinks from the top shelf. Ah. And white cat drinks the dregs in the bottom. <laughs> well, that's because white cat is a beta cuck. No, it's because white, white Cat is a blue collar. Like, look, look how dainty this guy is. Seriously. He's, he reaches in with his hand, picks up a kibble, puts it on the floor, eats it, and then reaches in and gets another one. Oh, That's amazing. It. I've never noticed uh, that. Who knows that such a ball of hate could have such a cute... He's, oh, he's, he's very cute. He doesn't hate. He just... he Except for us. He hates us. It's everybody else he likes. Oh, no. They hate my parents, too. Yeah. They both, both hate Both them. of them yeah. hate my parents. Even, oh, even names, sweet, you, innocent white kinda. cat. Wow. Just weird. I kind of hate my parents. Don't no, tell I, them that. No, I was just joking. No. They'll never catch me. Alive. Oh, no. What weird. does that mean? Wow. I think it means that you intend to go on the lamb. And that they'll never take you alive. All right. It cool. also might mean that they're coppers. Because I feel like you only say that to coppers. Yeah, take a powder. Yeah. You'll never take me alive, coppers. Yeah. I don't know. Let's get this shit show started. Okay. Uh, <sighs> I should have taken a shit one between recordings. I thought you did. Too I late didn't. now. Everybody else did, just not him. I no, failed. I just peed. Oh, right. I You're did. I now. did. Only I shat. I'm good. All right, are we ready? Mm-hmm.